suitcase I'm going to the next place It don't matter where I get to go What I do it ain't for sure I gotta tell him about his love In this world of push and shove I know I'm a liberal heart But I gotta tell him about my God it's the highway life for me Since Jesus set me free There's no place I'd rather be Surrounded by my family At the rodeos, concert halls, churches, fairs, antique malls Barnyards or trucks stop rolling down the blacktop Loading up and get gone, fueling up and moving on There's no place I'd rather be Hey friends, I've got some great news for you. Lonesome Road Ministry is moving up to a new level. We are going to have our own streaming channel thanks to Rick J of Global Media OTT Network. So we're going to be able to stream Lonesome Road TV on Global Media OTT Network. That's on Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and we're pretty excited about where God is taking us in 2024. Hey, you can search uh, Rick J Presents and find Lonesome Road TV, and we're starting to get a lot of programs on there. Roger Barkley Jr. is helping us with this TV project, and he is doing a wonderful job Check it out. Check, see what he's doing with some of our programs on Lonesome Road TV. Set me free. There's no place I'd rather be surrounded by my family. At rodeos, concert halls, churches, fairs, and antique malls, barnyards, or trucks, stocks, rolling on down that black top, loading up and getting gone, fueling up and moving on. There's no place I'd rather be. It's a highway life for me. I'd rather be It's a highway life for me Alright Fred, what do you think about our new intro song to our program? I think we're stepping up We went from the road is my life to the highway is my life <laughs> Yeah, we're Running down the highway now on Lonesome Road TV. And you can see Lonesome Road TV on Roku. Apple TV. And, and Fire Stick. That's right, yeah. Roger Barkley Jr. is singing that It's My Highway Is My Life. What a great song he wrote. And he is also taking care of all of our media programming on Lonesome Road TV. He also helps us out with our conference here every year. He takes care of all of our flyers and our posters and helps me order the podcast cards. I tell you, I'd be lost without Roger Barkley, that's for sure. I tell you, Roger Barkley, if you've got any media needs whatsoever, give him a call because he does an excellent job for Lonesome Road Ministry. Yes, Roger Barkley Media is an awesome partner to Lonesome Road Ministry. And let me just go ahead and give you his phone number. It is 502-382-8299. That's Roger Barkley Jr. And he can help you with your tech needs. All right, we've got a great message for our listeners today on our program by Cliff Clark. Cliff's just a great friend of mine, and he's going to tell you all about the thief on the cross. And before he does that, I want to put on a song off of Lonesome Road, Volume 3. Let me tell you who I am. 
thief I told lies I hung beside Jesus Christ When he was crucified I felt forever in the wind I wanted him to set me free Bible says I'm just the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me Lord, I know who you are Yes, I felt the pain the blood, I saw the scar. I never stole again, and I found eternity. The gospel says I'm just the one who cried out, Lord, He spoke words full of sin I'm not sure where he went I never saw his face again The stars were in the sky Set me free You're talking to the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me Says I'm the one who asked, dear Lord, remember me. Let me tell you who I am. I was a thief, I told lies. Now I walk with Jesus Christ in a place called paradise all right Fred we better get into the message Henry I believe it's time all right here is our partner Cliff Clark I'm glad to be here brother Gary I tell you it makes an old preacher sweat. I tell you, to have a, a good crowd. Man, if we get two more people, I'll have to take up an offering. Oh, it's more, tem- more temptation than I can handle. I tell you, uh, I've been an evangelist for a long time, and every time they say, Check over the microphone. I want to pass a plate. I do. 
Anyway, uh, tonight I want to know something. I want to know. Uh, I want to know if you know, and I'm asking in general. I want to know if you know Gladys Dunn. Now, I, I, Sister Gladys, she was quite a quite a lady. She was the typical uh, blue-haired church lady. You know, she had one of them uh, uh, had her hair up in a bun. You know, her hair was blue, and, and she had one of them PhDs. You know, I don't mean a a doctor's degree. I mean. She kind of had a Pentecostal hairdo, you know, a Ph.D. And Sister Gladys was, oh, she'd do everything in the church. She cooked and she cleaned and she, uh, oh, she filled out uh, offering uh, deals and she helped count the, count the money. And Sister Gladys's favorite job, though, Sister Gladys's favorite job was to be a greeter. And Sister Gladys loved to meet people as they're coming in church. And, man, Sister Gladys, uh, she always wore them big white tennis shoes, you know. And she loved to greet people. And and she always made them feel welcome. One Sunday morning, uh, a stranger came in the church. And Sister Gladys missed that stranger. She didn't get to greet him. And, oh, she worried about it all through service. Betty, she was so worried. She was so worried. Oh, Sister Chapman too. She was so worried. I didn't get to greet him. I didn't get to greet him. What am I going to do? And she thought, I know what I'll do. The minute the preacher says, Amen, I'll get there as fast as I can, and I'll greet him at the end of the sermon after the preacher says, Amen. So, man, the preacher preached a firing message, you know, that was a little bit long, but he, man, he huffed and puffed and, and blowed and snorted and stomped and said amen right in all the right places, and he finally got done said the prayer and said amen, and Sister Gladys took off, and she bounded across the room, and her little white tennis shoes were just flying, they were flying, and she got up to the stranger, and she stuck out her hand, and she said, hi, I'm Gladys Dunn. And the stranger misunderstood her, and he said, I'm Gladys Dunn, too. That's the longest sermon I ever heard. <laughs> so I hope, with all my heart, I hope tonight that my sermon, I hope Gladys Dunn won't object, and I'll try not to be too long. I need your prayers, okay? I was thinking today about the thief on the cross, and I want to read you that story, and I, I know everybody knows it, but it's been on my heart all day long. Over in the book of Luke, chapter 23, and verse 36, it reads like this, And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And the superscription was was also written over him in in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the, the due reward of our deeds. But this man, oh, take your holy ghost. Pray for me, Lillian. But this man hath done nothing amiss. Hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto him, Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today, today, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole earth until the ninth hour. 
and the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, please, Lord, please, Lord, and I'm just, I don't know. Please help me to preach. Please help me to say what you laid on my heart. Please help me to preach, Lord. Father, if there be anybody, if there be anybody that doesn't know you, please help me to say something that would draw them to you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, take control. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I I got to thinking about when they crucified Jesus. It was a terrible day, and it wasn't anything pretty. They got him nailed to that old cross. They got him nailed to that old cross, and the crowd started making fun of him. And the word says in 23:36, and the soldiers also mocked him. And coming to him and offering him vinegar. There were two buckets at the cross. There were two buckets at the cross. There were two buckets of vinegar. One bucket was a was a bucket of vinegar that the women of Galilee, the women of Jerusalem, I should say, would make up for condemned criminals, and it contained vinegar in it. All right. But it also it also contained a drug in there, and they would offer that that bucket that first bucket to the criminal at the beginning. At the beginning, the women would, and it, the criminal took that bucket and took a drink, took a drink of that bucket. Uh, it would dull his senses, and he wouldn't feel the cross so bad. But Jesus. Jesus, if you read the story of the crucifixion, you'll find out that in one place it talks about Jesus rejecting the vinegar. And in another place it talks about him taking a drink of vinegar. And that, see, that's because there were two buckets. My Lord wanted to make sure that he did everything correctly on the cross. My Lord wanted to make sure that he was not influenced by any drugs. He wanted to make sure that he was not, that he did not do anything on the cross that dishonored his father. The second bucket was a bucket that was used by the soldiers. It was a bucket of, of vinegar that it was used by the soldiers. And I, I don't know, maybe Kurt knows, but there's a certain kind of uh, <coughs> fluid or water that you can drink if you're a singer and it clears up your throat and you're able to sing. That second bucket was used by the soldiers and the vinegar in that was mixed just right. There was no drugs. And the vinegar in that, the soldier would take a drink, he would take a drink, and it allowed him to uh, uh, clear his throat. He needed that. The soldier did. He needed that because he was shouting orders to a crowd. And he'd take a drink of that and, you over there, you over there, you do this, and you do that. And if he got his voice got a horse, he would drink from this bucket. And the time came on the cross where Jesus, the Lord of glory, the one who created water, said, I thirst. And there was one that ran in the crowd and ran, and the word said that he took a, a piece of this, a, a piece of cane pole, and put a sponge on there, and he dipped in a bucket. It was the second bucket. And he, and Jesus was able to, to take a sip of that, and he was able to cry right after that, right after that drink. It is finished! with a clear voice. I did it all. I did it all. And I did it all for you. That one that ran and gave him the drink would have risked his life. But he did that for Jesus because he knew 
that Jesus had something to say. Chaplain, Chaplain, I'm talking to you. You're in a place where God wants to use you. You're in a place where the world needs to hear the voice of Jesus. You're in a place where the world needs to hear the message that Jesus loves them. Don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to take a risk. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. 37 says, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. Did you ever notice in the scripture in relation to Jesus how many times it says, If thou, if thou, the soldiers here said, If thou, the thieves there still, one of the thieves said, If thou, Mary, Mary and Martha, Martha said, If I know, if thou had been here, Sometimes that word, if everybody has their own, own personal temptations, their own personal heartaches. And I believe with Jesus, it was if thou, if thou. Do they really believe me? Do they really know who I am? Do they really know that I'm dying for the sins? If thou, the devil said, if thou be the Christ, if thou, if thou be the Christ, cast thyself down from here. If if thou, do they really know? But the Lord stayed faithful, even when he was being tempted. If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. The enemy, the enemy was screaming, Hey, Jesus, do something else. The devil was screaming, do something else. Come down off Calvary, because the devil didn't want there to be any Calvary. And if Jesus had taken any other way out, there wouldn't have been any Calvary. But Calvary was the will of the Heavenly Father. He died on the cross for me. And he died on the cross for Lily and Lily Johnson, I think. He died on the cross for he died on the cross for Dave and he died on the cross for Gary Rayburn and he, Jesus died on the cross and guess what, trucker? Guess what, listener? He died for you too. Thirty-eight says, and a script uh, and a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the King of the Jews. It was written. Are you looking for a sign? Are you looking for a sign? One time I was I was driving down the the interstate on I believe it was about forty. I was driving down the interstate, and I, man, I was having problems. And I don't very often pray for a sign, but I, I was praying about something. I said, God, if you really want me to, to do this, if you really want me to do this, give me a sign. And I popped up over a hill, and there was a big billboard that said, Are you looking for a sign from God? Here it is. <laughs> I want you to know that this sign was your sign. He is the king of the Jews. And he wants to put it in plain language that he came and he lived and he died and he was resurrected and he was ascended into heaven for you. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. You know, I used to, uh, I used to think that only one of the thieves, only one of the thieves made fun of Jesus. But if you read over in Matthew twenty-seven forty-four, you'll find out something. The Bible says in Matthew twenty-seven forty-four, and the thieves—that uh, means more than one with an S—and the thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. What that means is when they were first, first crucified, that both thieves, both thieves were saying, are you the son of God? Both thieves were, the the word says in Matthew, said they were cursing him and yelling at him and screaming at him and mocking him. Both thieves at first, both thieves at first were mocking and making fun. But somewhere along the line, the one thief changed his mind, and he repented. He repented. 
I'd like to look at this thief on the cross, and I'd like to compare it to my life and maybe yours. What does it take to be like the thief on the cross? How do I get saved? The first thing that this thief did, he realized. What did he realize? He realized that Jesus was who he said he was. And I'd like to ask you that today. Jesus is the Son of God. And he died for you. For you. I'm talking to you. I'm talk- not talking to Gary. I'm not talking to Lillian at the moment. I'm, ta- I'm talking to you. You need to realize that Jesus died for you. And he realized that Jesus was who he said he was. Here is the King of Glory. I, I don't know what the what the thing was that caused it. Maybe it was the soldiers. Maybe it was the way Jesus behaved. I don't know, but something caused him to realize that Jesus was who he said he was. What is there in your life that the Lord is trying to help you do, and you won't let him? You need to realize that he is who he said he was, and he loves you. And he wants to be there for you. The next thing he did, the thief, the one thief, repented. Oh, how do you know he repented? Because Matthew twenty-seven forty-four said, just prior to that, the thieves also which were with him cast the same. Repentance means to change your ways. Repentance means to change the the what you're doing, change your actions. You know, it's hard to repent. But if you ask the Lord right there in that truck, Lord, I know I've done things wrong. I know I've done things wrong. But, Lord, I want to turn around and do differently. Lord, I believe that you died for me. Okay, but I do. I do, Lord. And, Lord, I want to do differently. If you'll ask the Lord and if you'll say, Lord, I repent. I, I want to turn around 180 degrees. I heard a man one time preach that that we're supposed to turn around 360. No, that ain't right because we'd be right back where we was. I want to turn around 180 degrees and go the opposite way and begin to live for you. But I need your help. That may be because you've tried it on your own. But if you say, Lord, I need your help. This guy repented. How do I know he repented? Because his actions began to be different. He wasn't cussing and mocking the Lord anymore. He repented. The next thing that happened after the man repented happens to almost every Christian that I know. There came a fire in his heart. There came a fire in his heart to begin to talk to people who did not know Jesus that were just like him. The thief, the thief, all of a sudden he started to reason. He started to, to talk not to Jesus, but to the thief on the other side of Jesus. He said, he said, uh, let me let me find it. But the other answering in verse 40, Luke 23, 40, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Aren't you afraid because we're about to die? And we indeed justly for we received the due rewards of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. He immediately had a desire to share his faith with the other thief and to help him to realize who Jesus was. You know what? I love motorcycles. I got cerebral palsy and I'm in a wheelchair. But but I had a three-wheel motorcycle with a V8 engine. And man, I loved that thing, man. Get on that thing and oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You might have had to turn your volume down there, but I love that thing. And I'd go to different churches. I'd say, hey, I'd talk to little old ladies that didn't even like, didn't even like motorcycles. I would say, hey, I was worse than a detaining grandmother with a billboard full of pictures. I'd say, hey, you want to see my motorcycle? I don't even like motorcycles. The point was I did. I loved them. 
I loved them. I loved them. I loved them. And I didn't care to talk about them with whoever would listen. Can I tell you a secret? Whatever you love, you'll talk about. And if you're a Christian that has never shared your faith, if you're a chaplain that had a hard time, ask the Lord, Lord, you know I love you. You know I love you, Lord. Make me bold. Lord, help me to talk about the one person that I really love. Help me to prove it by by talking about what I really love. When me and Rosemary first started dating, a friend of mine was named John, and me and Rosemary first started dating, and every time I got together with John, oh, John, you know, oh, John, she's so pretty, and she's bond-headed. Oh, John, and she's got these little crooked teeth that I actually, oh, I just love them. And, John, when when she's happy, she'll lick those teeth with her lips, and she'll make this little... This little smacking nose. Oh, John, she's so pretty. My friend John said, Cliff. And oh, John, she's so pretty. My friend said, Cliff. And, and she's so pretty. She's so, my friend finally said, Cliff. I said, yes, John. He said, would you please shut up? Because you see, I loved her. Talk about you, Jesus. This guy began to talk to the other thief, and he did three things. I want you to yourself say duh, D-U-H, duh. I don't know how to spell that, but that's how I spell it. He began to talk to him directly. He didn't say, hey, Jesus, would you tell this guy? And hey, Jesus, would you send somebody? And hey, Jesus, would you? He began to say, don't you fear God? He began to talk to somebody that was just like him. Driver, Channel 21. Channel 21, Lonesome Road, Lonesome Road. There are men and women of God, Lonesome Road, chaplains. God has put you in in that vehicle for a reason. You're rolling missionaries. You're rolling missionaries to present the gospel to the, to the, to the world. And God wants you to talk directly to the drivers because they are just like you. He began to talk to him directly. And he began to talk to him urgently. What do you mean urgently? He was going to die in a minute, and so was the other guy. There's, there's a time to talk to your loved ones. And we need to develop a Holy Ghost sense of urgency and let God set us on fire with Channel 21 and do what God has called us to do. He began to talk to him honestly. He said, and we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds. We deserve what we're getting. To be honest with you, I've done things wrong. Driver, I'm not perfect. Driver, I'm not perfect. And I've done things wrong. But yeah, and I know maybe you have. Maybe you have. But I want you to know, honestly, that Jesus saved me, and if he can save me, he can save you. He talked to him, honestly. Then I love this story because he takes, he said, and we, uh, we, for we received the due rewards of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. He took responsibility, and he said, look, look, we're getting what we deserve. Now look here. I know that there are things that happen in your life that you don't have any control over. Things might have happened to you when you were a child and you didn't have any control over. I know that maybe in in marriage relationships, things happen that you didn't have any control over. But dear Christian, if there's something in in, in my life that I can change and that I can fix or that I can Make restitution for a true Christian that doesn't, doesn't blame everything on everybody else, but what they can take responsibility for, they should, and get it under the blood. I'll learn next because the man looked over at Jesus, and he made a request. He said, Lord, remember me. Lord, 
remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. The one thing Jesus asks you to do is ask him into your heart. It's not enough to just know about it and have head knowledge. You have to say out loud, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins and save my soul. And this guy said out loud, Lord, he accepted him as Lord. Remember me. Don't remember my past. Don't remember. You know, I love this story, and I'm going to say something. Lord, help me make this plate. Can you imagine being an angel and here all of a sudden uh, this this thief dies and he gets up to Calvary and and the angels look over and well how'd you get here well 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 let me check the book to see how many years did you go to church well I didn't well how many services did you attend well I didn't uh, let me check the books uh, uh, when did you get baptized. Well, I wasn't. Let let, let me check the books. How much offering did you put put in the plate? I didn't. Well, how did you get here? I only got here because this guy. I didn't get here because of what I did. I didn't begin to get here because of how perfect I was, because I wasn't perfect at all. The only reason I'm here is because I asked. Jesus to remember me and I ask him into my heart and I repented and my past don't matter and he said I can come and that's what he wants to say to you now if you have the chance to be baptized be baptized if you have the chance to go to church go to church if you have the chance to Bond with a group like Lonesome Road Ministry where you can get the word right on the road right where you are. Do that because you need the fellowship of Christians. But remember, it's based on what Jesus did for you and not necessarily on what you did for Jesus. The last thing I like about this verse, the thief looked over at Jesus and said, Lord, remember me. When thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily or truly, I say unto you personally, unto, unto thee, today, today, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I want you to know that I can know for sure. I can know for sure that I'm saved. And I can know that. The minute I take my last breath over here, my next my next breath will be on the other side of glory. And I can know that today, I can know that today, I can be in heaven. I want to tell you about, I want to tell you about a friend of mine. I want to tell you about Brother Cecil. Now, Brother Cecil, I loved Brother Cecil, but Brother Cecil had been in World War II, and I was his pastor, and Brother Cecil felt like that he had done so many things in the war that he could not be forgiven, that he could not be saved, that he'd done so many bad things that he could not be saved. And Brother Cecil would come to church every Sunday and sometimes more often than the church members, and he would sit on the back row, and he would just cry, and I'd give the altar call, and he'd just cry, and i ask him over and over and over again, Brother Cecil, won't you come? I've done too many things bad, Brother Cecil. Won't you come? I've done too many things bad. Brother Cecil had an old Pontiac car, blue and white, and Brother Cecil would go around the neighborhood, and he would gather up children. I've seen children in the car. I've seen children sitting on the hood of the car. I've seen children sitting on the roof of the car. Brother Cecil driving real slow, real, and he'd bring gobs of children to church, and they'd all come. Brother Cecil, I know you believe. Won't you be saved? I've done too many things bad. Brother Cecil got very sick, and he was under an oxygen tent, and they called, they said, Preacher, won't you come and talk to Brother Cecil one more time? 
And I went and I pulled up the edge of that tent. And I said, Cecil, I said, Cecil, I said, won't you accept the Lord as your Savior? Won't you accept the Lord as your Savior? And Cecil, Cecil kind of pointed up. And I said, no, Cecil. I said, won't you accept that? And he pointed toward himself. And I thought he was pointing down. I said, no, Cecil, you need to accept. And he shook his head, and I thought he meant no, but he pointed up. And all of a sudden, in a loud breath, Cecil took a, a great big deep breath, and he said, I have accepted Jesus as my Savior, and I know that he can forgive me. It wasn't but about a half hour later. Brother Cecil got the death rattles, as my grandma used to call them. And he was... <laughs> I was right there beside him. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Brother Cecil took a deep breath. And he said, Brother Cliff, Brother Cliff, do you see him? Do you see him? Do you see him? Brother Cliff, they're in white. They're white. Do you see him? The whole room is blowing. Do you see him? Oh, Brother Cliff, do you see him? <laughs> do you see him? They're coming after me. And he said, Yes, Jesus. And he took his last breath. And somebody asked me, Cliff, do you believe in death bed? <laughs> Confessions? Do you believe we can repent at the last minute? Yeah. But guess what? I wouldn't wait till the last minute. Because the Bible says that it is, it is the Holy Spirit that draws you. And if you're listening right now and you feel something draw you, I need to repent and I need to change my life. Do it now. Because you might not have the chance at the last minute like Brother Cecil. I want to tell you a last story here. I'm almost done. Boy, Gladys, Gladys Dunn is going to be mad at me today. <laughs> I want to tell you about Brother Black. <clears throat> Brother Black was a lawyer. And Brother Black was a, an atheist. And I had tried and tried and tried to witness to Brother Black I don't know how many times. Brother Black got real sick with cancer. They called me and they said, would you come to the hospital? Well, I'll come, but you know, I tried to talk to him 50 times. I know preacher, but please come. I went to the hospital and I came around the corner of the room and into the door Brother Black saw me, and he was eating his dinner plate, and he grabbed his dinner plate, and he said, what are you doing here? He threw it at me, and he said, I told you I didn't have any use for your God. I told you I didn't have any use for your God when I was healthy, and I don't have any use for him now. Get out. I left, but I sat outside the door, and in just a few minutes, I heard Brother Black, and he started saying, Preacher! Preacher! He said, God save me. Preacher, come get me. He said, do you see him? He said, they're coming to get me. They're coming to get me. They're coming to get me. See him. Preacher, see him. They're black. They're black. See him. They're black. Preacher, come and get me. And I stepped around the, the door, and Brother, Brother Black had climbed out of almost out of the bed and up the bed railing trying to climb up the wall, trying to get away from something that seemed like it was blowing. Preacher, it's hot. Preacher, it's hot. They're going to get me. Preacher. Anyway. And died. I don't know if Brother Black went to heaven or not. But Brother Black waited too long. Please, 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 don't wait too long. Accept the Lord as your Savior today. Jesus loves you. And Lonesome Road Ministry does too.
And we're here to help you as a driver. We're here to help you as a listener to strengthen your faith. Pray for us, and we'll pray for you. And if there's something you need from from the Lord today, I'm going to hang up here and turn it over to Brother Gary. And sometime along in here, Brother Gary's going to pray with you. If you need something, ask him into your heart. In Jesus' name. Tonight, I'm so troubled. I feel so alone and lost. But I want to thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. The love you had for all mankind still lives on today. I've done nothing in my life to uphold your lovely name and looking back on the life I've lived I can only hang my head in shame I've walked on you time and time again in both words and deeds it seems I swung the hammer that drove the nails in your hands and feet it seems I held a spear that pierced your precious side I didn't know it then Jesus but you had already died there you were so innocent and me I'm the guilty one I've crucified the Lamb of God God's only child his son I feel like I'm one of the soldiers who gambled for your clothes. But now, I wish I'd been there on that third day when you arose. What a morning that must have been when that stone was rolled away. There you stood in all your glory. You conquered death, hell, and the grave. Now you're at the Father's right hand interceding for sinners like me. You come to earth and died, and you did it so willingly. You paid the sin price for everyone. You were certain of the cost. I want to thank you again, Jesus, for dying on the cross. I know heaven is a perfect place, a place I'm not worthy to enter in. But before I go to sleep tonight, Lord, please, please, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Fred, everybody out there on the road needs to know, how can they make it to heaven? There's too many people out there that aren't sure if they're going to make it into heaven. And the Bible says that we can be sure. Brother Gary says that we can know, and I believe in a no-so salvation. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. If you want to look it up, this is King James Version. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. We don't have to hope. We don't have to wonder. We can know that we're going to heaven. And it's as simple as what, Fred? ABC. ABC. And all we have to do is what? Admit that you're a sinner. For in Romans 3.23 it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And B stands for believe upon Jesus Christ, for it says in John 3, 16, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And last but not least, confess. Romans 10 and 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A, B, C. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. Amen. For the scripture says, whosoever. I love that word. Whosoever. And that's you. You are a whosoever. It doesn't matter what you call yourself, a Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, you're a whosoever. And if you will cry out to Jesus with all your heart, it says the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, black, red, white, yellow. Doesn't matter who you're a whosoever. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it's that simple. Cry out to God and call out to him. And it's it's not the words that save you. It's the condition of your heart. And if you will ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart right now with a simple prayer, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I surrender my life to you. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's how you become a Christian. But once you surrender your heart and life to Jesus, you have turned from your sins and you have repented of your sins and you are saved. Amen.
crossroads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree If you've enjoyed what you heard and you would like to talk to Lonesome Road Ministries give Gary a call at 618-383-2107 That's 618-383-2107 Call today or you can log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We would love to hear from you. And that phone number that Fred gave you, you can also text me your mailing address. We'd love to get you on our mailing list and send you some of these every month out there on the road. And remember this, friends. Jesus loves you. And we do, too. We'll talk at you later. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.